Thank you, Laura, for joining me today. Um, we connected over our mutual, let's say, love for uh, self-help and trying to become better ourselves and trying to grow. And uh, eventually we came to the conclusion that we should speak about it in this format. And I wanted to ask you for, let's say, an elevator pitch, like 30 seconds or one minute of what do you want to achieve? What do you enjoy? Who are you? So that everybody can, can know that. And maybe we can do that interchangeably. Thank you very much for having me, first of all, and it would be my pleasure to do that. Unfortunately, I will uh, I will do my best to make it in 30 seconds because I really love to talk about everything for hours, especially about myself. But uh, here it goes. Uh, Go so for my it. Name is, uh, <laughs> my name is Laura. I am 24 years old. I come from Romania, Galat. I uh, work in the hospitality industry. I love the world of hotels. I've been traveling since I was little with my parents and traveling is like a, is very relaxing and soothing to me. Um, I think there's nothing more enchanting than discovering places, people, connecting with everyone from all corners of the world. Okay. I'm very energetic. I sometimes can scare people away with my uh, energy and enthusiasm, but I guess that's just me. Um, I'm very creative, I like to bring the surprise element to people and I am very optimistic. I always like to see the bright side of things, no matter what. So did I make it 30 seconds or not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's perfect. And perfect. Uh, I think it's amazing that you found something that for you is a pen, for you it's something that you would want to do no matter what. And um, from our short talks, I know that you're very passionate about what you're doing and what you're trying to achieve. So yes. I think that's, uh, that's great to be fair. <laughs> Most people spend lots of time trying to figure out what they want to do and having some clear objectives. I think they really help. And yes. um, just to, to lead in uh, to some maybe other questions. Um, I was wondering how do you come across this idea of uh, developing yourself, developing your skills? Um, I know you said you're enthusiastic, so I'm guessing some part of it is natural. Some part of you is you wanting to um, become better for the people around you. And being attracted to the hospitality sector means that you also enjoy uh, serving people and uh, making them have great experiences. So um, what was the push behind um, um, let's say trying to grow in this area? That is a very good question and uh, thank you for addressing it. Um, to be honest with you, I had this natural uh, urge of writing since uh, okay. high school. Uh, through the experiences I was uh, having through my uh, fellow colleagues, the way they were as a community in uh, my high school, I felt that need when there was no one to talk to, I felt that need mm -hmm. to write, to put my thoughts down on paper. Uh, I didn't consider the idea of blogging back then. It, it seemed still new, something new to me. But then since, uh, since I returned home uh, in November 2020, uh, because of mm -hmm. the pandemic and hotels closure and everything, um, I still am at home. So I tried to use this time to my advantage 
in the sense that I wanted to invest time in myself to discover this passion for uh, developing um, self-development, for um, mindfulness, uh, things that I didn't really have time to do uh, before. Um, so I can really say that uh, during this time frame, I grew a lot in this sector and I really like not only writing more on my blog, but really connecting with people, talking about these topics, uh, really uh, to discover what this area is about and how, how much more I can grow in this area, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's very powerful. It's very powerful the moment you talk about it openly with other people. Yep. It helps you also, but the other person uh, too. Uh, and it makes me very, yeah, very empowered uh, in the end. Uh, I'm happy to hear that. And um, I think there are some similarities with what I also did in the past. Um, I had a blog 10 years ago. <laughs> it's crazy if you, if you think of it like just in, in timelines. Um, and as a difference between us. So I know there are a couple of differences from... Um, just the little amount that we spoke about so far um in terms of the whole development and all of that i think like i'm sort of a veteran in in the space so (laughs) i went through that phase of excitement in the phase that you are i think there are multiple phases of uh, let's say development i don't want to call it self-help because um, i feel there is this gap between developing yourself and self-help self-help is somebody trying to sell you something and that's anything from you know the $999 seminar to whatever favor of the month book so I think that self-help and development is something different something that we're doing mostly for ourselves and also for the others to become better for them Um, and uh, I've been through the excitement phase through the learning phase through (laughs) a phase in which I was the solution Um, I saw some of the tactics used and uh, then I realized, hey, you know what? You can take the best parts of it. And I mean, you don't have to take it all. Um, not every technique, not every thing will ever work. Uh, for example, and I will share a thought which is probably going to annoy some people. But um, in terms <laughs> Let's of. Let's hear it out. Yeah, yeah, I know it's going to be great. But in terms of scientific evidence, um, how to put it nicely? NLP has been proven uh, to not have been a science. So it's something that's completely made up. But the question is, does it work? It does. So in that context, why does it matter if it's made up or not, right? So I I think that's that's the whole thing with development. Um, Maybe, you know, the reasoning behind it, it's not crystal clear. Um, There is no sort of laws, but it's obvious that if you spend, for example, some time doing self-authoring programs or trying to um, understand yourself a bit better that will automatically lead to something um, much much greater in your own life and you'll have more clarity and that's a great process to to go through so absolutely so yeah I I think there is a lot of value in that and um, there's a lot of value with writing Um, Actually, if I may add something, I Mm -hmm. want to talk here a little bit about people pleasing uh, because I think it's a topic which uh, nowadays a lot of people are confronted with. And I also used to do people pleasing quite a lot in the past. 
um, like not putting myself first uh, and always making the others as a priority when it should have been perhaps me. And no, that doesn't mean that you're selfish because there's a difference. Um, You always have to put yourself first, no matter what. You have to think about your own well-being, about what is best for you. Um, and then how to help the others, how to come um, and uh, yeah, connect with other people. Um, what would be your thoughts on that? Um, so my first thought was that you're a recovering agreeable person, <laughs> uh, which um, I, I can completely understand. Um, so on this scale, maybe um, as some context for the people that are listening, Um, There is this big character trait scale and one of them is agreeableness. The people who are extremely agreeable, uh, they tend to, yes, please others, try to make things better for everybody but themselves. And I've been there and I'm still there in so many aspects of my life. Um, But on the other hand, I also have a disagreeable side, a side which is competitive, a side which um, sort of puts my own interest first in terms of what I want to achieve so um, that comes naturally for me Um, now there is also the discussion of what is of interest to you and what isn't so if we're talking about an issue which doesn't matter to me but it matters to the people around me well I will do the thing that matters to them because for me it's a non-issue but if there is something that matters to me and it doesn't or it matters for the people around me maybe as much I will probably listen to my own instincts and try to do what's best for everybody because somehow I think that what's best for me as long as it doesn't harm any other people around me it's also what's best for everybody else like yeah. nobody nobody wants to see people who are um, annoyed who are bitter who you know who are resentful because that's the risk if you're extremely agreeable in time you will become very resentful you will feel like you're not paid enough yes Uh, your uh, partner is not treating you well enough you're doing everything for them they're not doing things for you um what else You, you will feel like your family is taking advantage of you and those are natural and normal feelings and um I, th- I think we need to be um, not selfish because I, I don't think that's the key. But as you were saying in the beginning, it's sort of about mindfulness. And there are some... Uh, I- I'm not usually advocating for religions or anything of that sort. But uh, as a philosophy, Taoism goes very close to that. I wouldn't even call it a religion. But anyway, um, it, it basically says that you have to start from yourself and to see the other relationship with the whole world and take that in context. So um, if you do that, you have many more chances to do the right thing than uh, just to to consider a particular person or yourself. I'm not sure if that answered. No, it's a very uh, uh, elaborative answer and I couldn't agree more. everything has to start with yourself right so Mm -hmm. the moment you feel that um it's all it's i think it's about feelings um you need to ask yourself every time how does this make me feel how does this situation make me feel okay how am i gonna act on this uh for later on 
because um, oh. I was feeling very, how can I say, the more I was uh, people pleasing, the more I was, at the end of the day, I was feeling very, okay, exhausted. but when do I, yes, yes, <laughs> mentally exhausted, like, okay, yeah. when do I have time for myself too? When do I have time to listen to myself, to what I actually want? So, um, I just wanted to ask this. How do you feel that, let's say, the uh, process of self-introspection and knowing yourself um, became better over time? So, uh, maybe in the beginning you were asking yourself some questions and it was maybe tough to answer. Do you feel like you're now, let's say, catching yourself when doing certain things and you stop doing them much more often than before? How do you feel about it? Um, I can definitely say it was a journey. Uh, it was a journey through obviously ups and downs. Um, let's say in the past I did have a lot of encounters when I didn't listen to myself at all. Okay. Uh, so I had something to learn from that. If you ask me how I um, ended up learning, I think it was just a moment of awakening. Like mm-hmm. I talked to myself innerly, I told myself, this is enough, I can't do this anymore, it's time to change. So that's when basically the inner transformation started to uh, appear. Um, and I could see the, the world with different eyes, I could feel differently. Uh, and it's such a powerful uh, moment when you start to feel differently from within. Uh, you see people also differently. You see everything with different eyes and it's just very, very uh, powerful. So so there was something like an aha moment because, you know, yes. first, the first question that I addressed was basically trying to, to figure that out because I think people are trying to improve themselves in two... There are, let's say, two paths. Either it's something that comes extremely natural or it's something that's being triggered by an event. So... Um, I think there is a balance at use. I'm not sure if you're agreeing with that, but how do you um, it? A balance in uh, going through ups and downs or? Um, a balance in there was an event that triggered your journey, but there was also something that you are naturally inclined to. I think it's both for you. I'm not sure. Um, I would say actually an event, uh, or okay. maybe a series of events, yeah, <laughs> not certain... just one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. We won't we won't dive in, into them because you know that that can get personal. So uh, it's better <laughs> to keep it, let's say, at the um, bird's eye level. Uh, but um, it's interesting because I think that's mostly my experience as well, and the experience of so many people that I spoke with. Um, they, they come to this space of trying to understand themselves better when something is not working. So if things are working perfectly in your life, you're clearly not listening to this or not <laughs> listening to any type of content on the area of trying to become better yourself. And again, this applies in all of the spaces. Um, by the way, as some sort of random insight, I found out that the best things that I've ever done in any of the spaces um, are the things on relationships. So people are really struggling in that area to figure out how their partner is behaving or how they should behave as well. And they search for things when something goes wrong. And because nobody searches for them when <laughs> things go right. So uh, yeah, that's um, so, I, I would say interesting. 
to be honest with you, Victor, uh, now that you uh, raised this uh, this theme, I would spend hours talking about this topic because I love it. Mm-hmm. It's a topic that I have struggled with quite a lot, and I think this is where my awakening came from. Okay. Um, so if you want for our potential future uh, podcasting, we could definitely meet again and talk about this uh, only topic because <laughs> yeah, I would talk definitely. honestly I would talk for so many hours <laughs> definitely I, I also have uh, a project in mind on relationships and dating and uh, we can definitely do that 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 would be cool perfect and uh, just one more thing that I wanted to uh, to add mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to the awakening phase and to all everyone who is watching and trying to uh, find this uh, this phase um, I think it's all about being open. It's all about uh, going out there into the world and exploring, being vulnerable. I think if you don't, um, if you don't jump, if you don't uh, show up in situations or when meeting people, you don't know the outcome. You don't know how this is going to evolve in the end. Um, so the more you explore, the more you um, you show up, you show yourself, um, the more you have to learn. And I think this is where these learnings come from, from exploring, from being vulnerable, from, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I completely understand that and I agree with that. And I also think that brutal honesty is the way. So you have to be brutally honest with you and with the people around you. And I'm saying that as a person who is disagreeable, because here is maybe another subject of uh, that we can talk about. And that's about, you know, how you were raised against what your natural tendency is towards. So my natural tendency in this kind of situations is to be brutally honest. But I've <laughs> been raised to to be extremely overly diplomatic and extremely let's say not to hurt anybody not not to hurt their feelings or whatever Um, I think and this is one of the reasons why in the past for example I'm thinking about like three or four years ago when I would go out and date or meet people whatever I wouldn't tell them hey you know what this date sucked ass I really don't want to to meet again. I don't feel like we have things in common and it's a waste of time for both of us because, you know, I'm valuing the person's time and my time as well. So I think it's the right thing to do now, like to say, hey, you know what? This is not what I'm looking for. So best of luck for you. It was a good date, whatever, but uh, let's not do it again, right? And I would get trapped in this sort of cycle of <laughs> terrible second third and fourth dates whatever until they would eventually say hey this isn't for me right because and this is not to to speak about relationship per se but it's about the difference between uh, who we really are and who the society uh, tries us to be or let's say the parents or you know the the um, medium in which we lived um, and to this idea, I wanted to ask you, um, is the understanding of yourself or of others improved by the fact that you love different cultures? So I'm guessing that you love different cultures because uh, you love the hospitality sector and you've been traveling a lot. 
So um, has that understanding of those cultures helped you in your own self-understanding or how do you feel like um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially because uh, I've done my uh, university studies uh, in uh, the Netherlands, in Amsterdam, and there the people are very, very open. And I wasn't (laughs) used to that at all. So having stayed during my first year with a Dutch uh, girl in the room, of course, there were slight... differences in culture slight uh, huge disagreements yes <laughs> huge thank you <laughs> huge so there was a moment of okay but i'm used to being like this and be i'm used to being diplomatic because this is how i grew mm-hmm. up yeah and then when this was um, when this is in front of my eyes when i had to encounter this situation um i felt overwhelmed i didn't know how to react but with time, I have learned to uh, be a little bit more uh, honest, as you said, brutally honest even. Um, and now looking back, I think, yes, it does help uh, to be like this because it makes the situation a whole lot easier and clearer. If someone is honest from the very beginning, then okay, we both know how to act for future uh, encounters for, yeah, yeah, and it certainly depends on the culture, but yeah, as you're saying, like in Netherlands, the culture is very blunt. Um, if you if you go in the UK, where I studied, it's the opposite. Like, <laughs> you never know what they're trying to say to you. So, um, yeah, it, it's ridiculous trying to figure that out. Um, I think we in Romania have a weird way of communicating things. I think we're extremely hierarchical. Um, so we, we look at the people at the top to tell us what to do, which mm-hmm. is something that nobody kind of uh, respects <laughs> at us. Um, and we're also a combination of overly diplomatic, but also uh, sometimes uh, when when we do attack, we we do it viciously. So um, oh yes, so it, it's it's funny. It's funny. And uh, there is a certain dynamic with certain cultures that's um, more difficult than others. Like, I, I found that, for example, if I meet with some Greeks, we're mostly the same in terms of how we interact with the world. And um, things, are, things are very easy um, in that area. But uh, yeah, maybe, you know, speaking about the Dutch, the feedback that they're giving you <laughs> can sometimes be brutal. Uh, yes, yes, but I think uh, now looking on a general note, I think I would personally prefer more mm-hmm. of this brutal feedback than being stabbed in the back uh, without me knowing, you know, so at least do something in front of my eyes so that I am aware of it, I acknowledge it, but yeah. if you do some tricks that I'm not aware of so easily, it's, it's much more painful. I, I think it makes life easier, so... And I think, to be fair, um, the quest, let's say, for growth and knowledge is also a quest for making your life easier. Because if you're trying to make your life as complicated as possible with 10,000 systems, you will end up doing nothing. Um, I I am curious, uh, have you also had an interest in, um, let's say, minimalism or anything of that sort? Maybe stoicism or any, any sort of philosophies that are like, you know what, we have too many things already. Let's just get rid of them. Let's make our life easier. Um, how do you feel like? Do you feel like you're trying to 
add more systems into your life or to reduce the number of them? I am definitely pro uh, this uh, minimalistic mentality. I even okay. uh, bumped into a YouTube channel only focusing on uh, minimalism. Uh-huh. I think, yes, generally speaking, it is very important to just uh, analyze and clean your mind, not just your room, but uh, clean your mind and um, really analyze, okay, do I have everything I need? Uh, do I even need more? Why is that? Um, I think, yes, it's very important to uh, reflect, to sit down with yourself and to dis- to discover, yes, what do I actually need and do I even need more? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we're naturally hoarders, like uh, <laughs> people from Eastern Europe. And again, like this is not to say, hey, we're bad or whatever, but this is just to say that I think we're hoarders. We we have lots of memories, lots of we we in I don't know how to better say it, but I think we put so much uh, such a high price on memories or on um, on things that people in the West don't. Um, yes. Okay, that's again. I, I'm not a huge fan of that divide. You know, us against them. But it's just it's just saying that. I think we also need it and uh, also because um, if you're trying to declutter your mind you also have to declutter your space as well it's impossible to to have um, uh, let's say a clear mind but um, in terms of that are you using any sort of to-do lists any sort of planners any sort of um, of things like maybe on a daily basis on a weekly basis uh, do you plan a lot or you're just taking things as they are I uh, definitely used to be a huge planner, uh, like have uh, things uh, going the way I wanted to and the way I planned. And uh, along the way, I figured out, I came to the conclusion that this is not always possible. Uh, And the more spontaneous I am, the more I let things happen, let things be. Uh, For me uh, personally, it works uh, works better. Um, The reason why is because when something doesn't work out the way I planned, I put so much um, care and I, I don't suffer. I don't think suffer is a good word for that, but I just, um, I'm not energetic anymore, you know, I'm not happy anymore. Um, so that's why I've learned to just let things happen, have uh, their natural, uh, normal uh, course. Uh, and uh, yeah, I've... Uh, come to terms with that and I feel much better now <laughs> um, do you feel like you're achieving more or it doesn't I mean see I think uh, the peace of mind matters a bit more than achieving <laughs> 10,000 things in a day um, but as yes. long as you're, as you're still uh, hitting your goals I think that approach is absolutely fine um, yes it's all about the process and yeah. Um, I think uh, it's not necessarily uh, important, the ultimate goal. Yes, it's important to have it in mind because otherwise you don't know where you're going, where you're headed to. Yeah. But what's more important is the process. Okay, what have I learned through the process? Um, what have I discovered? Uh, what did I come uh, across? Um, and I was actually uh, reading something lately uh, that it's not important to do a lot of things during the day 
-hmm. yes it would be maybe that would make you feel good but the moment you do something just one thing and you do it with your utmost energy and attention and effort then you can also feel uh, complete it doesn't have to be a bunch of things just to make yourself uh, say okay i've been productive today i've done 20 <laughs> things i feel yeah. super energized no it can also be one thing but if you dedicated uh, your attention and energy to that only one thing it's it's a uh, yeah it's a uh, very mm-hmm. um, admirable okay uh, that makes sense um here we're a bit different like i feel accomplished only when i achieve a certain number of things like if i achieve one thing in one day that's not good enough so um, that i think that's a function of personality to be fair um, yeah. i think it's it's a different thing for everybody um, but during those those things that are happening in your day uh, do you uh, find yourself like, asking yourself a certain question or is there one question that has helped you a lot um, i'm really big on that that areas to to try and find the questions that work because as i was saying in the beginning i think basically that's the biggest thing about self help um all those people that are trying to sell things it's not that it's bad information it's not bad at all but the best thing that they're selling you is the questions that they're asking the audience or asking themselves because that's where the answers come from so is there one question that you're asking yourself on a regular basis or that you feel that has helped you definitely yes um So the question would be is what I'm currently doing making me happy? Mm-hmm. Is this particular activity uh satisfying my soul? Is this what I like? Uh, and am I doing it with uh, um with utmost energy? Um am I thriving by doing this uh, this activity this thing? Mm-hmm. Um because yes, in life there are also things at some point which we don't do with Uh, our uh, utmost energy we don't always like certain yeah. things we're doing but still we have to do them um but i think on a general note uh the moment you keep your goal in mind and you are set to follow your beliefs your things which make you happy uh you have your own way i think this is the moment when you feel like your life is complete and you're doing you're following your passion after all mm-hmm. right so it mostly revolves around if the thing feels right or yes. if it makes you happy okay that, yes. that's that's a good metric to be fair um I, i don't know i mean when you're asking people what they want in life that's probably one of the um let's say most common answers like happiness because to be fair what what can you answer to that like what are the things that uh, that one can say because if you're thinking like this happiness sort of includes everything like it's a package that also includes or at least for me i'm 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 not saying this as it works for everybody but for me it includes you know financial stability a uh, good mental and physical health of uh, good relationships with friends with family with uh, partners um in in any sort of ways like even in business even in whatever um and it also includes a uh, let's say giving back strategy or whatever but it's like um, it's a term that i think it's um good to have in mind not necessarily to pursue i think pursuing <laughs> happiness is just 
the perfect way to get miserable um because you, you will get into that trap like why i'm not happy why i'm not happy and you will ask yourself this over and over again and um you see that that's one question what that's one thing that i that i learned from uh, from those people that i followed like asking yourself why questions is like the worst thing possible because you will never come up with a good answer i mean if the question is negative if the question is positive like why am i so smart okay then you can ask yourself that but <laughs> why am i not good enough why am i always failing why am i that that's not helping because it puts you in that state of okay i'm stupid i don't have the knowledge i will never know enough and you know there are two types of self talk and maybe one of them is the natural type of self talk for most people so um yeah that th- there is certain value in, <laughs> in changing that that type of self talk and uh, i know uh maybe more than most people that it's extremely hard to to get there uh self talk is probably the thing that you're doing automatically so uh, yeah very tough to change that yes uh and i couldn't agree more with what you said about pursuing happiness uh happiness comes from little things uh you don't have to chase happiness happiness mm-hmm. just comes and it happens naturally uh and i think uh the the statement of i'm not good enough is very widely met nowadays yeah. unfortunately um i i was also there to be honest i think we are all at this point uh, sooner or later and uh, we get there mo- eventually like, yes. at some point in life we will ask ourselves that Yeah. Yes, sorry. and we don't have <laughs> no problem. Uh and we don't have to panic. It's it's normal. But what's more important is that we learn how to overcome this period, how to basically learn to uh love ourselves, to be comfortable with ourselves, to uh to go from the statement of I'm not good enough to I am worthy. I'm worthy of love, I'm worthy of care, of attention, of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh so yes, it's a it's a whole journey but it's worth it eventually and what works for you does not necessarily work for me so um exactly. i think each person should find their own let's say fix <laughs> even though there there's nothing to be fixed here but um for example just by uh, by this stuff you're way more energetic than i am and if somebody would come to me with that level of energy i'd be probably be put off <laughs> <laughs> because I'm you know I'm the type of person who's like cynical who's like making jokes like yeah yeah whatever um and if a person talks to me in the same language like there is there is this guy um, called Sapolsky he's teaching uh let's say natural sciences uh human biology anatomy and how the brain works and all of that craziness and if somebody would teach me that in a regular manner I would be bored out of my mind but i could watch his lectures like five lectures of 3 hours in a day because he had like such an entertaining way of speaking with you know the, the certain type of language that i would also use so it's very important to to find somebody who's let's say on the same let's say energy level right mm-hmm. or whatever uh, on the same level of communication let's say with you i think it's much easier to follow that of course yes Yes. And um, did you ever feel like um it's a chore to to become better like were there times when you were like you know what this is too much I just want to go back to sleep. 
Um, there were definitely times when I felt very overwhelmed and I felt exhausted mentally too. Just for in life in general, I felt down. Mm-hmm. Uh, like as you said, this is too much. I can't cope anymore. Yeah. Um, and I think yes, these phases again they are normal uh, because otherwise we would all have just ups, and that would be perfect. But we all know by now, hopefully that life is not perfect. Life is uh, uh, mm-hmm. made up with ups and downs, and that is how it should be because. Only if you experience the downs, then you have something to learn from, to avoid in your future encounters. So yes, when I feel like this, I just tell myself, it's okay, um, this shall pass too, tomorrow will be a better day, if not tomorrow, then the day after. Um, so I just uh, try to comfort myself, to... Uh, to not do a lot of things, I just listen to my body, to my mind. What do I need right now? Do I need to sleep? Okay, let's take a 30-minute break. Okay. Um, and I do that because if I have uh, headache signs, then it's a sign that, okay, I should rest. I should uh, let my guard down a little bit. And um, I would say, yes, just listen to yourself, to your body, to your mind. Give yourself the rest you need. And don't over push, don't uh, do too much, because the moment we do too much of something, it can be eating too much, it can be exercising too much, it can be anything which is in excess. Mm-hmm. I think we will ultimately reach a point when we become addicted uh, to that something. And it's not good. Addiction, as from my own experience, I think it's uh, the way I see it, it's, it's never a good thing. Mm-hmm. That, that that's a great point to make. Um, so I think I have to um, to takeaways from from what you said. The first one was um, about being okay with the idea of let's say giving yourself a break, or even in the more extreme cases, failing at something. So it doesn't the process doesn't have to be perfect. Um, there is a pressure. There is a certain pressure that sometimes comes from inside, sometimes from outside. Um, again, we, we cannot speak for everybody else. We don't know the uh, situations that they're facing, you know, um, what the people around them are telling them. Maybe there are some people who are in high school and their parents are telling them, hey, you need to get tens, like A's, uh, all over the place. And uh, that's certainly not something that's humanly possible. You cannot get an A in 15 things. Like, you cannot be that good. If you get the name 15 things, it means that something is uh, somebody is lying to you. Like you cannot be the best biologist, uh, physicist, athlete, mathematician, and to write novels at the same time. It's humanly not possible, and um, that that also leads to the idea that you have to pick the thing that uh, that you enjoy. Um, yeah, so I think that's extremely valuable. Or, I was thinking while you were saying, uh, I would actually uh, disagree with you just a little bit mm-hmm. because I remember that in high school I had uh, this uh, this guy who was uh, actually good in every uh, subject. You know, he was getting A's, he was very smart in everything, like every single subject. And I was always asking myself, how is this possible? But then mm-hmm. after... Uh, thinking uh, better, uh, it came across to me that he's more of a robot, you know, he doesn't have a life. 
he's always uh, listening to what his parents were telling him okay you have to do this you have to be like this you have to only come home with A's but deep down he was just not feeling uh, like he was living his own life he was like a robot every time Uh, he was not himself maybe he wanted to excel in math and not in every single subject Um, Uh so I think it has to do with yes how uh, your parents are telling you Um, it's a little bit more delicate yeah uh, definitely Uh, but here there is also you know the distinction between you said he was very good at everything Uh, (laughs) being very good at something doesn't necessarily mean that you can also uh, be you know a top performer in that area Um, yes because things change like um, I had high grades in physics and I went to uni and I literally thought that I was going to die when I saw that I have to learn a, a thousand pages book on mechanics, which I hate, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's a job at my university. But uh, that aside, um, I also wanted to touch on the second point, which was addictions. And um, I think it's very easy to develop uh, some of them. Um, and you said you, you didn't go for the typical addictions because when people are talking about addictions, they're thinking of, you know what, drugs, uh, alcohol, uh, I don't know, random hookups, whatever you can be, a uh, casino or whatever you can be addicted to. But they're not thinking about the, let's say, more normal addictions, like day-to-day addictions, which are maybe addicted to watching TV shows, addicting to video games to eating, to exercising too much. Some people really are addicted to that. Um, it's cl- I think there is a limit to which you should do any sort of activity and some activities you should do more than others. Like you cannot exercise once per week and claim that you're healthy. But, mm-hmm. and okay, that, that's another discussion because being healthy mostly comes from what you eat, not from exercising, but you also have to exercise in addition to eating, like at least two or three times per week. I, I think that three is like the bare minimum and four is the maximum. <laughs> but um, yeah, like you're spending two hours in gym every day. How is that going to affect you? Like it's affecting your life in so, so many other areas. So um, yeah, I'm not sure. Are you like a personality that would say gets easily addicted to something or is it hard for you to uh, succumb to addictions? Um, I was actually thinking while you were talking, what would be my addictions? Because I can <laughs> see this question coming from his side and I don't know yeah. the answer. So, uh, no, I wouldn't really say I have specific addictions. Um, maybe I am addicted to always people pleasing. And yes, I've talked about it and I mm-hmm. said that it was something I did in the past. But it just happens that still some days or in some moments I feel this need of people pleasing because uh, this person is very uh, dear to me we are good friends I don't have uh, I don't want to let them down so there's some part of me still which feels like people pleasing Um, maybe uh, if people will listen to this they'll be like hey you know what I shouldn't take advantage um, of, uh, of her you know because that's what it eventually is it's taking advantage of your kindness and yes. um, there are certain exercises that you know psychologists tell you to do so if you're depressed and you're a person who's disagreeable like myself 
they will <laughs> by the way all friends say that i would be agreeable but i i actually contradict them uh, i'm a person <laughs> who's deeply disagreeable at uh, his core so they would tell me to to go out there and do three nice things for others if a person is in a rut in a depression whatever and is too agreeable which seems to be um you know the type of personality that you are so if you're ever feeling down i think the best thing to do is to go out there and do three nice things for yourself like just treat yourself with three nice things uh no questions asked and um because you know when when you're doing too much for others you're not doing enough for yourself when you're doing too much for yourself you're not doing enough for others so there needs to yes. be a balance absolutely yes and yeah. another thing uh, that popped into my mind right now about addiction is uh, i am addicted to what people think about myself yes there was a transformation along the way i've improved considerably from what i from where i was in the past and where i'm right now but still again still uh, there is always room for improvement so sometimes i still see this pattern in myself that I care too much of uh, other people's thoughts, other people's opinions about myself. Um yes, it's this one is also a journey. You need to slowly take steps towards improvement. Um we will eventually get to the point when we will just say, "Okay, I don't care. I know that the people who really care about me deeply and deserve me will never say that." Yeah. And it's not important to uh to have a lot of friends if they all stab you in the back and say bad things about yourself. What is important is that you pick one friend, but this one friend is always by your side sticking with you in no matter what kind of situation. Um and sometimes even giving you bad feedback because good friends like um not the loyal ones but the okay. ones that you think they're your good friends but actually are not they will always say oh yes you look amazing in this dress oh you you did uh, super great in this job and they don't actually care they just want you yeah. to believe that uh they do but they don't so if you meet someone uh, any day who says something which you don't want to hear then keep this one keep this friend close because uh, he's the real one only those who say uh also good things and uh, bad things and here's the key to what you are saying um you will first of all the first thing that i want to say is blunt and maybe mean but i think not caring comes with age so i don't give a damn about what the people are thinking about me right now and i used to care about that a lot and uh that also came um, as a function of understanding that the love of the people around me is much greater than the hate of the others so that's that's also something extremely powerful um and leading with that he eventually uh, get to understand that people don't think about you uh, because you said you said that they they don't um I, i'm not sure how you phrased it but you said something along the lines of um uh, they don't think how they're affecting you or they don't care about you and that's yes. the truth that's the truth of it like almost everybody that you encounter on a daily basis like let's say you encounter a thousand people 999 of them will not give a damn about you and the only person that probably cares is yourself <laughs> but because even like there are so many things happening in our lives 
on a regular basis that we don't have the time to think of that guy I met in sixth grade or that girl that I went on a date with like five years ago. Who even remembers those people? Like nobody does. And even, you know, the close friends that I had like 10 years ago and I didn't keep in touch with them, I'm almost never thinking of them. And I'm sure it's the same for them because you only think you have a limited amount of time and a limited amount of space and a limited amount of people that you can impact in a meaningful way. So if you're trying to do that for 200 and 200 and something people, you will fail. Um, yes. There's a well-known number that, let's say, your tribe a while ago could be of a maximum 120, 150 people. And I think even that's like a huge number. Uh, so I don't think that you can impact more than 20 or 30 people in a meaningful way. Um, obviously, if you're creating something, and I would want to, to end in that area of creation, um, if you're creating something, then yes, you can impact a bit more, but you're not doing it directly. It's um, an indirect manner in which you can improve people's lives. And maybe that's the reason why I think both of us are doing this. Um, I actually wanted to, sorry, I wanted to say three things here. There was a a book called Unfuck Yourself by Gary Bishop, if I'm not Mm -hmm. mistaken. I haven't read it yet, but I think this would be a very good book for the ones who still are uh, struggling to uh, uh, not take people's opinions uh, very seriously. Um, And uh, yeah, I think... uh, it would be very good to, to read it. I have a counter-argument to this. You know the best thing that you can do? Dress in your pyjamas, go to <laughs> McDonald's at 6 p.m. in the middle of the town. People will look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> and you will, will, you will realize at some point that you stopped caring. Or do something of that sort. Um, because that, that's how you, you get over those things. Like you realize that, okay, they're looking funny at me. But guess what? Sorry, my voice is just cracking. But in <laughs> you talk too four, much. <laughs> yeah, but in three or four minutes, they will not care about it. Yeah, definitely. And everyone has also their own problems. They don't have, uh-huh. as you said at some point, they don't really have time to think about what you did or what you said or how you're dressed. They have their own problems. So we need to tell ourselves this constantly that we may think that they actually uh, judge us and oh, they have this opinion about me, but this is just our own impression. This is just our thought. We may think, but it's actually not the reality. Yeah, I, I agree. And I still don't have my voice, so <laughs> I'm sorry about that. No um, problem. Um, I actually enjoy this voice, <laughs> but um, that aside, <laughs> I wanted to ask you one more thing. Of course. And, um, that's coming from let's say a selfish point of view because see I was uh, telling you that at some point I had a blog I find it extremely difficult and probably the most important thing when you're doing something on YouTube or everywhere is to create a script and that means writing so I wanted to ask you like what would be one tip for anybody that would want to start writing today Um, because you said that that's a passion of yours and when you feel like you wanted to say something and didn't have who to talk to, you wanted to write. Uh, how do you feel about writing process? And how, you know, maybe there are some, some tips and tricks for people to start doing that as well. I would definitely 
uh, highly encourage to the moment uh, you feel you have a thought going on in your mind, an emotion, uh, an experience that you want to share, uh, but you don't immediately find uh, the people or the right person to share it with, uh, just grab your book, uh, grab an, uh, your book, your um, a piece of paper yeah, uh, a notebook. and a pen, a notebook, yes, thank you. Uh, just grab your notebook, a piece of pen, uh, a pen and um, just start writing. Uh, and no, it doesn't have to be uh, this format or no, just follow no guidelines, but just let your thoughts uh, run freely um, and uh, let your guard down. Uh, just write everything that is going through your mind. Uh, what would be something that I would tell myself uh, 10 years ago or um, yeah, everything that you experience uh -huh. in your life, just write it down. And it can also be a daily basis, like journaling. Um, write down what you experienced today, write down the emotions that you felt today, uh, what you've accomplished today or what you, you wish you would accomplish, but some other time, maybe next day. Um, so I wouldn't say there is a specific rule as to how to get started, but the moment you want to do this and the moment you, you really uh, feel capable of doing that uh -huh. and you believe that writing is important and it will help you eventually, um, it's a very good start. I also didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have a goal in mind. I just knew that I wanted to share these experiences with someone. Uh, yeah. I didn't really feel that comfortable sharing it with my parents because some of them were also quite personal experiences. So that's why I, I decided better to write it down. And uh, we will see from later on what, uh, what stage we reach to sure, writing. Sure. And uh, as a very, very quick follow-up, um, do you give yourself a specific amount of time that you write for? Like, I have to write for 20 or 30 minutes or for one hour or it doesn't matter. And also, are you doing it in the morning or in the night? And I promise that's the last question. <laughs> no, I actually really enjoy your question. Um, I usually just... It doesn't matter for me personally. It can be a 10-minute um, writing, it can be one hour, it can be 30 minutes. As long as I put down my thoughts, and everything that I feel deep down and I feel in the end uh, relieved. Mm -hmm. The moment you feel relieved and there is nothing else going on in your mind, uh, then you can proceed with your daily activities. And your second nice. question was if I do it in the morning or in the evening. Yes. I think when you feel most uh, awake, let's say, for me it would be uh, in the morning because I like to wake up early in the morning. I'm quite an early bird. I like to sip my coffee in silence, peacefully. So that would be the moment for me to gather my thoughts, organize them, uh, say how I want the day to get started, mm -hmm. uh, what I want to do during the day. And maybe if you still feel like it, you can also do some writing uh, five minutes or so in the evening. This is what I did during the day. I feel accomplished because I did this, this, this and that. Uh, tomorrow, I would like to achieve this, this, and that. And you also mm -hmm. have this organization in your mind, like, okay, I achieved the things that I have set to do for today, and tomorrow my day will look like this. And the next day, I promise you will feel so much 
at ease knowing what your plan looks like for the day. Mm-hmm. I understand. And I also think that you shouldn't force creating something and you shouldn't just wait for a muse to come by so that you can write. So either of those options is incorrect. Like, uh, you know, saying I will write from 10 to 10.30 and that's it. I mean, for me, it worked. For me, it worked extremely <laughs> well. Um, I did that for one month and it was amazing. Uh, but for most people, it doesn't. And sometimes when you're doing that, you will find out that you have no creativity then. And it's not helpful to just draw blanks and just wait 20 or 30 minutes for an idea to come by. Uh, it's not how it works. So um, adding to, to what you say, I think it's, it's good when you have a good idea, like put it on paper. It doesn't matter. It can be in like five minutes and then move on with your day uh, whenever that happens. But also in the morning, I think it's, it's powerful to start your day after this. Let's sort of, let's say sort of a mind dump so that you won't be stressed by... Uh, by all those thoughts during the day and you can have them on a piece of paper you can refer back to it during for sure your day. for yeah. sure and one last quick thing yeah. um sure. i feel i think it's very important to say what you're grateful for especially okay. at the end of the day i am grateful for the people i've met for example i am grateful for having accomplished this task I'm grateful for taking a walk in the nature. So anything that you're grateful for, I think this is very powerful. Uh, mm-hmm. It can be through writing, it can be through expressing it with another person, but especially in writing, I think this is very important to have like a clearer overview of of your life, of yourself, and taking things as they come and uh, having this minimalistic kind of mentality as we uh, talked uh, Mm-hmm. about already yeah yeah having this sort of gratitude journal let's say it's extremely extremely powerful and uh, speaking of that i'm grateful for our conversation so <laughs> definitely <thank> me too <laughs> thank you for uh, joining me today and uh, yeah we'll definitely do something on relationships at some point uh, but Perfect. i really i really enjoyed this conversation and uh, i'm hoping people can take away um, some some you know snippets of what worked for us because that's what eventually boils down to um yes yeah thank you and uh yeah we'll see well uh we'll talk again soon excellent have a nice day and talk to you soon you too bye bye bye